Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. We're live on the Morningwood Radio Podcast with your host, Hunter McIntyre, Log Living Larry, and your co-host, Ryan Terry, a.k.a. Ernest P. World. How's it going today, Hunter? Dude, how did somebody comment in our thing before we even went live? Uh, maybe it's just like a, a pre-post pod thing that they can just send their comments in, and as soon as we go live, it hits. Good morning, right, Mike good. Sauce. Mike with the sauce. I just want to make sure because I literally was just camera on taking a turd two feet to the left of us. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> you may have seen the sound me was off. I, I didn't hit live until I, I uh, we, we just started rocking out there. Really? my I, I choked for a second there. I was like, I, we live? I think this dude may have just seen me come out of the bathroom. Uh-oh. Yeah, pretty proud of myself. Wash my hands and everything. Um, dude, I'm out here. You see the fire roaring in the background? It's cold yes. as fuck out here, dude. It is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So you have a uh, wood furnace, but that thing actually <laughs> heats your entire house. It's not just for show, right? No, that wood fireplace heats the entire house. Uh, oh, so basically, we went, chucked that bad boy on. I filled it up with fire last night. Kept me warm. Now, like here in the room, dude, we, we have like isolated chambers. So my room is basically an isolated chamber where I keep a roaring fire. Um, I was going to leave this to later, dude. But so around here, there's tons of, uh, you know, the power lines that are running through the mountains. Yeah. And there's all these huge ass trees. And Edison is getting sued still for some of the fires that they kind of created. I don't know the best way of really, you know, pointing the finger at them. But they were part of the fire. So they're doing a lot of preemptive tree trimming just to make sure that things are safe and they took down like a 150 foot tree right next to my house and Is i just walked what was on your uh the your um instagram story of you lighting it up with the with the chainsaw dude that thing it's got to be thirty thousand pounds of wood over there <laughs> it's insane it is <laughs> that pile is like three times the size of my truck and it's dense ass wood i can't yeah. move it like i don't know how i'm going to chop it up yeah, well, you just got it little bits at a time, but holy shit. I mean, even with a chainsaw, that thing looks like it took forever to get through. Here's what I'm thinking. I've got a couple more weeks of like hard-ass Iron Man training, and then I'm going to start to taper. And some on the taper days, I'm just going to take the chainsaw out. It's going to take me like six gallons of gas to get through this and six gallons of bar oil, and I'm just going to have to start chipping away at it. Because winter's around the corner, and I plan on spending a fair amount of time up here. Last year, I rented it out which was a huge mistake guys do not ever take a home of yours that you regularly use and actually care about and rent it out on airbnb people are savages they're disgusting is that the the airbnb horror stories you got any for us oh my god dude especially women women are disgusting creatures Uh uh-oh what happened so this is like they had a brand new septic system in here we ran through the plumbing we had inspections Within a year of this home being owned, and because I don't have a lot of girls up here, it's just usually a bunch of guys training. Mm-hmm. These people were flushing like hundreds of tampons down, just like an alarming amount. And those wet wipes you use to like wipe at a yeah. baby's ass, they're well, flushing what about those the dude down. Wipes? Yep. So it, there is people- a there is a uh, dis, um, like a disclaimer on there. It's like if you have plumbing that's older than X amount, it, you probably shouldn't flush these. Yeah. Well, these people are not smart. They're retarded. They don't read them. Yeah. So let's just, so I rent this playing out. Like someone contacts me and they're like, we want it for six weeks, eight weeks actually. And I was like, deal. 
I'll cut it down to $2,500 a month. And mm -hmm. it was at listed at $300 a night. And I was getting it like 10 nights out of the uh, month easily. Mm -hmm. So cut it down to 2,500. They take the deal. First month goes through. I contact him because I'm living in Colorado at the point. And I was like, are you sure you want to keep this house? Because I don't need to keep my house in Colorado anymore. Mm -hmm. They're like, yep, 100%. Now, imagine they've been flushing stuff down the toilet for a long time now, and it takes a while to accumulate its size yeah. uh, to the point where it starts to back up and become an issue. Now, all of a sudden, they contact me on like the fifth week. They're like, hey, Hunter, we think you have black mold in the house. And I was like, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, seriously, like, like we're starting to get like rashes all over our body. And I'm like, why don't you call a plumber? And get this thing set up and I'll pay for it all. Like, you know, I, I, I just am Colorado. There's not much I can do. Just contact them, set up a time that you're going to be there and I'll take care of it. They don't do that. They're mm -hmm. like, it's getting much worse. We want our money back. We want to get out of here. I was like, one, I'm not giving you your money back Two, like, you know, I, I, I don't, you have no reason for me to give your money back. Like, unless you can prove to me there's something wrong that I'm not going to help you out in the situation. Yeah. Um, then we eventually just get to this point where they're like, we're just, we're, we're really struggling. Like if you could just give us some of our money back, I give them half their money back for the second month. Mm -hmm. I come in, I have a plumber come in. Now they're telling me that there's stuff gurgling up through the sewage and there's water leaking all over the house and stuff. And I was like, this seems odd. So I go, I contact this, this uh, plumber. The guy tells me that they'd flushed all these things down the toilet and basically they were stomping in their own shit in the shower. Sewage was coming up through the shower. All these oh. things that they thought was dirt was just their own poop. They were stomping oh. around in their own poop and they were getting rashes all over their body. And I have never had the guts to tell them. I was like, I actually, I'm enjoying the fact that you guys kept your money and I get to laugh every single day about the fact that you guys have been smearing shit all over your own bodies. Oh and especially in the dead of winter, like cold, like that hot shower is just meant to be a pleasant moment for you. And you're covered in your own poop. And the dirt is coming up. So, yeah, they had to have that. Um, they had to have that uh, completely unclogged. Like I had to have like all of these crazy sewer drains and everything, like all of like the caps taken off the sinks and ripped out and all this hair pulled out. It literally was like Chewbacca had lived at my house for six years in mm. one, one period of time. You know, the, the, the sewage coming up from, from underneath, uh, I don't know if you've watched it, but there's a Netflix uh, TV show or it's like a mini series called the, the train wreck Woodstock 99. It reminded me of like, uh, you know, it got so bad, you know, Woodstock 99 MTV uh, corn came out, went crazy. Then Limp biscuit was there. They had to like shut it down the last night they had candles and they were like literally burning the set. But in the middle of this, the people didn't realize it kind of like what your, your guests, sounds like but they were all going in on this puddle and it was just where did this puddle come from they had limited amounts of water the puddle was the sewage that came from the porta pots so they were doing like getting head to toe in mud and their mud was was sewage from yeah from the porta pots they're like this is crazy and but it was porta pot sewage and they didn't realize that till years and years or weeks later when people were going to the the doctors and they're like yeah you were exposed to uh fecal matter. infection yeah yeah Holy crap <laughs> i mean i sympathize just because of that parasite stuff just recently but at the same time like these people had it coming and okay so then another time i had somebody uh dispute the claim for uh money because these idiots 
they, there's a picture. Like, look, look at the picture right now. It's like my room and everything the bed's made and the fireplace is on the background. One of the yeah. pictures I posted is the table set and the fireplace in the background outside at our home. They yeah. come and there's sticks all over the place and like little needles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's, it doesn't look anything like the picture. And I just wrote them back. I'm like, listen, take one of the brooms, brush the table off mm-hmm. and light the fire. <laughs> then you'll have your it's picture. There. They're like, no, this is, this is definitely like, you know, marketed as something very differently. And you mean the wind Air- happened? Yeah. Air, uh, Airbnb <laughs> um, actually sided with them. Okay. So then. Another one was these people came and stayed at my home in the dead of winter. This was like the week before Christmas. They rented it for four days. They're like, it's extremely cold in here. Why isn't the heat on? It's very much listed on our cabin that we do not have heat. Everything is done by fire. I left firewood there. They used the firewood. They like, I was like, like, it's so cold in here. I was like, have you lit a fire yet? They're like, no. Mm. So then they light a fire. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm like, they're like, Hey, we ran out of firewood. And I was like, go to the store and go get more. They're like, this is very expensive. <laughs> and I was Renter, like, I, don't fully, I don't fully understand what you thought was going to happen. Um, I just think people are just like alarmingly stupid. Just recently, I went biking with somebody. Uh, no, I'll tell this story another time. But I think I, I think when when you have to rent those Airbnbs out, it has to be like a rental property type of thing, to where you live in another house. <laughs> This is a this is a uh, a secondary or third house that that you you know you're the owner of, but it was it was purchased and now you're renting it for purely Airbnb only. Like I've rented houses in um, uh, Newport Beach for like a bachelor party, um, like 10, 15 person bedroom, and then as well as like ACL Festival in Austin. But these people don't actually live there. It was all kind of like stock type of uh, furniture that you'd get that you'd see in like the home store, um, but very durable, but it was like stuff that the people that own the house don't actually live there. So it's just like a maintenance property that way you don't fall into, I mean, we didn't mess it up or anything, but like if it did get messed up, these people weren't coming back to it and like, shit, now I got to live in this godforsaken home that these people just trashed. Yeah. I'm dude. I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm going to keep this for a little bit longer. I'm saving up for this bigger home up here. And then I'll get rid of this. And even there, I'm probably going to have a hard time because I'm planning on hosting all these camps. It's just tough. If you're not around, it's tough to have projects like this where people are just fucking around with their stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Airbnb, even though it's like really, really cool, I think it's a great business structure. I think a lot of people who are, who are, I know so many people are like, yeah, I'm going to Airbnb my my house and stuff. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Good luck. <laughs> Dude, you know, Augie, the guy who manages me, he yeah. literally would Airbnb rooms in his house and just have strangers come and stay with him. And he covered his mortgage all the time. I just don't know how he did it. Like, well, you cannot. Uh, the, the first time that I actually rented with Airbnb, I didn't realize the, the three different uh, options that you have. You, you can rent a space, which is like a couch in somebody's room. You can rent a room and then you can have the whole place. I was in D.C. visiting my buddy for the whole time and he let me stay the first night. But the second night, he's like, you need to do an Airbnb. So I got on there and I was like, oh, it's pretty cheap. And the guy that I rented from kept messaging me and was like, well, you know, when are you going to be here? When are you going to be here? I was like, oh, how fuck does it matter what time I'm going to be here? But I showed up and he brought my bag in and then went in and sat on the couch. I was like, this is weird. So I didn't realize that the option is like rent a room. And that's what I did with him. I cut the price down, but then he's hanging out there in the same house as you. 
because you're just renting a room. So it's not a bad option for the example of, you know, people messing up your stuff and like, I don't know. I just stayed in my room the whole time and like slept, but that that's definitely an option is like, you can rent a couch or rent a space or rent a room. Sounds like that's what Augie did. Yeah. And he killed it. Yeah. I mean, I, I really would like to get into the industry of doing this, but I just think that like our focus spread out amongst builder house. I don't think that broker. is the, the next thing to get into right now. Real estate for you. No, no, but dude, I, I think it's so much fun. It's like, actually like now that I'm up here in this town and I'm situated up here, like it's, it's nice. And I feel like I could just become a slumlord. And I'd you walk need, around you with need, like a yeah, bat. You need a property manager if you're yeah. going to do that properly. But I would walk around with a bat with like rusty nails out of it and a little bit of blood. Like they're like, what's that on your bat? I'm like, oh, I was painting. Oh, like the, like, uh, oh, what's that? Um, uh, the, the zombie like, thing. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I would collect rent. I would fucking crush it. I'd be the greatest landlord. And I'd be like, here's two ways to cut this check. Either I'm going to pull my pants down or you're going to pull your, no, I'm just kidding around. I <laughs> suppose. No, we're we're gonna run up this hill. The person that loses running up this hill has to owe me rent. Let's try. I'd also declare pre monoctro, which is uh, <laughs> like I don't know if you remember in like Braveheart, like when you wed the first night, I get, get to, to yes. I'm like you know the rules of the land. You know your your landlord contract's gonna be written on like scrolls with ink. You pay but... your dues to your lord. Like wait. Hunter, please. We thought this was a joke. We didn't read the fine print. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come, my lady. <laughs> Put him in my like rusty Bronco and throw him in the back and drive away. Who is this yeah. landlord guy? <laughs> the fuck, man? This is crazy. It's the craziest <laughs> landlord I've ever lived with. It's in the fine print, goddammit. Uh, um, all right, so let's hit some news. Like, I'm a big news fan. My father's in the news. Um, if you guys are interested. If you guys are interested in uh, learning about financial news, you should check out my dad's new Instagram page. Cause I, I told my dad, I actually did this test with Ryan in the house. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, dad, right nobody I reads. I thought the news I was, anymore. I thought I was getting interrogated. Ryan. No. Hello. Yes, sir. <laughs> Have you watched the news? Uh, no. Do you realize that Putin has just put out a statement that you could be hit with a nuclear bomb within the next three weeks? I was like, I did not know that, sir. I'm sorry. No, I was just checking. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, my dad's an intense guy. So am I, I guess. Um, so, yeah, my dad, like, you know, he's been, he ran one of the top 10 magazines of the world at one point, Financial World, and he's run big businesses and big media houses for a long time. Yeah. Now he has 24-7 Wall Street. And I was like, dad, you are literally like, here's what's going on here. We got zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, all the way up in age brackets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dad, you're literally like barely even scraping the surface of 40 year olds. Like almost everybody from like 40 years old and younger are, are taking all of their information through in, like on their phone. It's and, little new snippets, like six to 10 second things. And it's like, Oh, you want to watch the whole thing? Lincoln bio, you know, yep. watch the whole story. So I had my dad switch over to doing, um, like now it's, he's got his own Instagram and I said, everything you need to know, need to know about wall street in 30 seconds or less. So he makes all these new videos, well, but I've always been fascinated by news. The, uh, what's the handle? Um, put it up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make sure. 
Let's see here, bitch. Ba -ba -ba -ba. I share my dad's stuff every once in a while. He's a gangster. Uh, two four seven underscore wall underscore street. McIntyre, twenty four seven Wall Street in New York. Last week we had a little lesson in sucker rallies, particularly in bad company stocks. IBM, which is one of the worst tech companies in the world, I love this reported one. good earnings and there was a rally. A lot of people said, wow, that stock's going to keep going up. Good news. Wow. It's going to keep going up. Well, guess what? The day after that rally, the stock flattened and it's going to stay flat and maybe it's going to go down because IBM is a crummy company. Oh, and investing in crummy companies usually isn't going to make you much money. Dude, can, that is just lighting up IBM. I had him. You gotta go. You guys gotta go check this out and like. My dad, he's he's a, a really incredible person and he's incredibly intelligent. And I think what like listen, I'm Here not trying go. to support him because he's my father. I'm trying to support him because honestly, you're not gonna get better sources of media uh, out there than this guy right here. And like, he went all in on creating content in like a day. Well, this because I told him, I was like, what are you doing, dad? Like, you have all of these employees that work for you. You are the head of the business. You're the one who went to Harvard. You're the one who's run, run a dozen, like, mega, mega, mega big companies. And now you literally are aging yourself out of the news realm because nobody gives a shit about long-form media anymore, at least in type. Like, sure, that's what I'm saying. Like, 40 to 100. My grandfather... He mm -hmm. ran basically the equivalent of New York Times. Um, that is Liam Neeson. That's my dad. He will fucking kill you if you try <laughs> to take me. Um, but basically, my, my grandfather, he ran the equivalent of uh, the Detroit Times. I think it was called Pontiac Press. Pontiac. Ah, I'm really wrecking this right now. That's good. But look, our, good. our family's always been in newspapers and media. And <laughs> like my dad really does have all the best information out there. And I was just like, like his mic. We need to get polished up a little bit. And I just told him, keep on making content every day. Yeah. And he's doing more content than I'm doing. Yeah, he's got 45 posts. The only thing I would say is like you can uh, – I can do a video, but you scan – You what you could do is you can scan and make a a uh, um, what, what the outward post is going to look like. And you can scrub it, and then you can put like the picture of this is what the topic is. And you just have that picture. And then instead of it saying because IBM, it would say – what your scrub, you know, what you want your profile thing to look like for that post. Dude, you, you're taking thing. my dad to like trigonometry right now. We're okay. going to focus on just getting videos up. Just videos just, up first? Just I getting guess. videos up, you know? This is good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Don, my dad's a fucking beast. 203,000 Twitter followers. You should understand, though, Twitter is for old people, older people. Hey, Elon Musk is about to, to break through and just kill all the bots, and then it's going to go back to regular shit. I can't wait. I, I really hope Elon Musk just goes in there and just like wrecks house because in reality, he has the right to, he bought it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Take it over. He's going to get rid about. of the bots. He's going to have, he's going to have uh, people that are following people that are real people. And it's going to get back to the true. Okay. This is a person commenting and you know that this person isn't just a automated AI thing. I think, listen, dude, I think TikTok is a crock of bullshit. Literally, I've, I know so many people that are nobodies that have like a quarter million to a million, to like 50 million followers. And yeah, getting on the algorithm. And the, 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 the views are just massive. I just feel like it's some kind of like, like, how do you even know that these companies are really telling you how many times something has been viewed? Why, 
it's so smart if these companies really just said, hey, we're just going to 5X some of these people's numbers so it looks like they're getting really engaged. Because I, as a, as a producer, when I realize I'm getting a bunch of content, mm-hmm. like likes, I want to produce more. It gives you a little high. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden as a consumer, you look at it, you're like, wow, this person's got so many um, like this person's got so many posts and stuff like and they've got so many views. They must be amazing. Mm-hmm. So it just creates this like urge, sense of urgency to do more, to get more involved. Yeah. Give me two seconds. I got to stoke the fire. OK, he's going to that, guys. <clears throat> We're going to give you a random fact of the day. Fact of the day. Did you know one in five thousand? North Atlantic lobsters ah! are born bright blue. And Hunter's about to freeze to death if he doesn't stoke this fire. I don't know if Hunter can hear me, but uh, how far away can a skunk's smell be detected by a human? It's up to one mile. I know this isn't very interesting, but I don't quite know what else to say. He's sitting on his lawn chair there and... Uh, getting ready to come back to us, hopefully soon. Did you know stop signs used to be yellow as well? That is a fact. Put it on the board. All right, there are 10 human body parts that are only three letters long. If you can answer these, uh, then we'll give you a, a, a thumbs up likes and we'll put you on the thing. Can anyone type in what the three, t- 10 human parts that are only three letters long? No one? Bueller? Bueller? Okay, it's in uh, eye, hip, arm, leg, ear, toe, jaw, rib, leg. Um, skadoosh. I think we should have a contest to see who's the manliest man on the planet. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people of, uh, think that this Liver King guy is the manliest man on the planet because oh he's just like bare chested, eating like just raw meat. Raw. Yeah, and everything is time. testicles. Literally, if he, not, if he wants to sit across from me and see who can eat more raw meat, I'll whoop his ass. And then we do his barbarian workout, I'll whoop his ass. 70 pounds. I, I tell you what, I saw the barbarian workout. I follow. I don't follow him. I, I, I see the videos that pop up on Snapchat stories. So it's like sponsor Snapchat stories. The the 20-year-old kid or 18-year-old kid that came in to live with Liver King. He whooped his ass. For, for a weekend. Yeah, came through first. By like 20 minutes on his barbarian workout, the 70 pound dumbbells wearing a vest, dragging a sled. And I think, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what else is. And you're walking a mile with 70 pound kettlebells in each of your hands. And he came through first, like the 18 year old. But we should just have a manliest man on the planet contest. And I think I could win that. Yeah. Well, he also walks through the water with holding those same things. I don't know. You're just holding yourself down. I don't quite know what that adds. He he also wears uh, wrist straps for carrying, um, you know, kettlebells holding down. I thought the wrist straps were for supporting your ribs on on doing like overhead presses. But, you know, it's the liver king. I'm just thinking, though, like there's probably some guys like in Kazakhstan and stuff like that that are pretty fucking tough. Like these guys, I don't know if you've been watching UFC lately, but – I think like 30%, if not a little higher of the UFC roster right now is completely dominated by people from the Middle East. Like this region, if you look at it, I remember looking at this map where if you look where the majority of Olympic gold medalists for wrestling come from, it's in these extremely tiny regions. Like it's like Cuba and like like a little bit in China. And then like all of it is in regions where – like per 1,000 people, 
mm-hmm. there's an Olympic gold medalist. Well, if not more than that, it's do we have do we have an Olympic gold medalist uh, potentially on this podcast right now? Okay, let's let's break down the skinny. I raced this weekend in paddling, yeah. and I you got your boat in. I got my boat in. I got my boat in. We'll get to that. But right. I raced this weekend, and I think I broke my second paddle. Like I don't want to hear back from these people oh, no. because I borrowed a paddle and I broke it last race because I literally am hitting the water with so much power. I'm snapping paddles Shit. now. So these are obviously not wood. They're sounds no, like they're, they're metal they're or plastic. Wood with carbon fiber blades at the end. And wow. now it was an outrigger. It was a like a just under a ten mile race. And mm-hmm. you know you're sitting in this outrigger. It's got this basically a beam coming over to another uh, like kind of a flotation ballast right here. And I'm ripping into this thing so hard. Mm-hmm. And I think I maybe came like twentieth place. There had to have been like a couple hundred people racing. I maybe kept it 20th, 30th place. Um, not, I, I don't know, uh, in my division overall, whatever. Um, basically, well, this guy just said the world, the shorter you are, the easier is to gain muscle mass. Yeah, That's I, not I true. looked at him. I don't know that he's 4'11. I, you, you just do a simple Google search. He says he's 5'7. No, that's not true either. But um, <laughs> basically, just to break down the skinny, I'm so powerful but and got such great endurance but i'm so inefficient i literally got i raced a woman from the inlet all the way in which is probably about three to four miles at that point and i'm torquing the water like creating like a back like 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 a boat you you created your own race within the race of you're like i'm gonna go head to head with this lady right here next to me and see what's what i'm like this (laughs) i'm Hang on, hang on. You cut out. You cut out. You cut out. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Whatever you did disabled your mic. That move. How about now? You now you're in. Now you're in. I'm to show paddling. So I'm ripping into the water, and I just look over, and now I'm racing against this woman, and she's just in the kayak like this. <laughs> she's got. La-di-da. I'm bare chested, and there's like veins coming out of my chest, and my arm, and my back. And she's got a, a float. She's got like a PDF on, like a flotation PFC on, personal flotation device on. She's just like this. And we're racing. I can hear her breathing a little bit because we're racing. But she fucking beat me, dude. I I kayak, um, whatever, capsized my boat like 100 feet from the finish line in front of everybody at the finish line. And I screamed the F word really loud in front of a bunch of people. I was like, fuck! I was just so angry. I'm killing myself. Oh, I'm still no. so inefficient. And honestly, dude, like I was just like, I know I can get there. And then all of a sudden so you I- have the power. It's just more of the technique. It's kind of like if you go race or if you go uh, try to go play racquetball, right? You, you're the fittest guy. You, you, you can do like side to side athleticism. And then you go and you play this guy that's got kind of a port belly, but he knows all the angles. And all he's got to do is pop it in the angle and he hits it right in the corner and it's dead. And you're like, how is this guy winning? He's just got more technique and you got all the speed, you got all the power and you could outrun him 10 times over. But like with that kind of sport, it's not about the fastness. It's more about how you know the angle. So it sounds like with that speed racing, as long as if you can get the technique down, uh, you're, you're about to skyrocket to the top. Well, I'm going to tell you a fun racquetball story, Mm. Uh, actually squash. So Totally out of the uh, left field with this one, but if I don't tell you guys, I'll never remember it. I got a modeling contract, and I moved over to Barcelona. 
Mm. I'm over there with a couple American guys, one American guy, one Australian guy, one American girl, uh, one British girl, and then like, you know, a couple Spanish girls. We're all in this modeling house. We got this gym um, to, I think it's called uh, Francina Sport. Okay. Um, and we go over there and there's a gym and like we lift weights all day long. We're like really into modeling. We're like, mm -hmm. we're like perfect. We're like, this is this is the Zoolander house. This is a Zoolander house. It is fucking You're living awesome, the Zoolander dude. house when they get their orange frappa malpuccinos doing doing gas. I'm the poorest I've ever been in my life. Like I cannot afford anything other than like the very bare minimum meals. Very mm. bare minimum. My roommate Brent, who's a good friend of mine, like we've been friends for fucking over a decade now. He modeled with me in New York City, Barcelona, L.A. Mm -hmm. um, like we just Miami. Homeboy uh, would just give me so much shit and he would chew me out for like eating his protein bars sometimes when he wasn't there. He'd be like, you motherfucking shit cunt, you fuck. You <laughs> fucking touch my fucking protein bars, you shit fuck. You fucking broke fuck. He just, he'd rip into me all the time. Now, we would go to these things and there were squash courts in the gym. And mm -hmm. like we would watch because it's all glass and you're yeah. watching these guys playing. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I want to play against these guys. So I'm, I'm tired of lifting weights. Like we're afterwards all testosterone up. We're like, let's, let's play. So like we're sitting there with like our rackets. Now they speak purely Spanish and we speak purely English. Mm -hmm. There's zero communication between us. They ignore us for the first couple hours. We just sit there like fucking hawks just being like, let us in. And eventually they let us in and we are so shit. We're just like chopping at the rackets, running around. They're very technical. I swear to you, I spent probably in this couple months that I lived there, I probably spent 15 to 20 hours a week sitting at those squash courts mm -hmm. talking shit. They don't Not know what I'm saying. Thing. Not playing at all, just talking. No, no, no. We played. We played. Oh. We got in eventually. We eventually got in. They allowed us in there and stuff. But some of the best, best times of my entire life, zero communication, not like all – all hand gestures and me cussing, obviously them cussing at me, but these older men and us just the most incredible experience ever. If I could go back, take away all my money, everything, give me that racket and give me that club. I'd be happy. Just the pure sport. Like you don't have to have communication other than everyone has to know the rules. And by that, you just have the power of playing. Yeah. It's beautiful, dude. But ba now back to paddling, dude, I have to say, I literally have not felt this way in years. Like I'm such a novice at this thing. I get nervous at the beginning of the races. I don't know what I'm doing. I, and then actually I, struggling. Oh my God. I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm getting my ass kicked so badly. Um, I've been talking to this one paddler, this girl, she's like a under 23, uh, like, you know, Olympic hopeful and yeah. national team hopeful. Mm -hmm. And she's a kayaker. And I went out there and I was like, like normally if I talk to a 23 year old girl in our sport, I'd just be like, yeah, like come work out with me. But like, I'm the king. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I was so nervous to meet up with her. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like she's going to see how stupid I look. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, cause I'm trying to make friends with everybody. I'm trying to get people to help me out here. So I'm texting everybody I can yeah. and I'm making really great friends and everyone's really kind to me to be totally honest. So like, look at the big dumb guy. <laughs> and like, Dude, I got my ass handed to me. So the second race I did, I actually did in in my uh, in my sport, which I'm trying to get into, which is sprint canoeing. It's a four mile race. I didn't even start with everybody else. I kept my boat on the beach. I waited for everyone to start, and then there was canoers that I like a bunch of teenagers, like kids that were like 13, 
competing in my sport. And I just wanted to watch them. So I yeah. watch them. And then once I see them go by, I start paddling out there. I get into the thing. And now there's like a draft of the water. It starts spinning my boat around. I capsize oh, in front of everybody. Uh, and I'm like, ah. Oh. So I paddle over to the shore. Now I get back in the boat. I don't capsize anymore. But now I'm in the very back. There's a man who's probably about 90 mm-hmm. going like this. And he's beating me. Mm. He's beating me because you understand. I hit like three powerful strokes forward. I'm like, wow, I'm doing it. And then I start drifting left. Because not only because you're 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 paddling on one side of the boat. I've watched a little bit of this. So not only are you paddling on one side, it's not a back and forth, um, but uh, like a Russian twist type of thing. But then also the way you lean on your knee also directs how your boat is floating through and and like torpedoing through your direction forward, right? Yep. I mean, dude, wow. it's there's there's no rudder or anything like that. Everything you're doing is based on the way that you lean the boat with your body. Mm-hmm and apply pressure and then also the paddle. So you're like in, you can turn it, you can turn it this way. You're doing these little micro movements. So if I hit it like this, it's going to direct my boat maybe like one to five degrees to the left. If I hit it and pull the paddle up against the water as I'm coming out and apply upward pressure, it's going to start to turn my boat to the right a little bit. Now let's just say I'm still figuring it out. Like I'll hit one, two like upstrokes and then all of a sudden my boat turns like 10 degrees and now i'm just starting to rotate and i'm like i'm fucked i'm fucked there's nothing i can do and i was like uh, Wait, no, 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 no. Pedal back, pedal back. yeah so i only did half of that race because i went down and i watched everybody and then i paused my boat on the side of the bank and i watched the kids come back and then i traced them and just be by by being in the water with these kids and watching them paddle Mm-hmm. I picked up skills that I haven't even done in the past, like two months of paddling. Now I've been paddling very infrequently because I've been waiting for my boat to come in, which is yeah. the topic. Now my boat finally got here nice. and I want people to know that like, I want people to know how seriously I'm taking this. Tell us my boat cost me $4,800. Wow. That, that's that's not that's not just a like oh well let's uh just do some chump change let me go get into the piggy bank for the day yeah. it's like a serious commitment which so, is no, like I'm, I'm, which is why i can see why you said well i'm not just gonna go out and buy another bike guys like this is i'm not gonna just this is for fun on my iron man but like for serious on the paddle yeah but i'm just gonna stack all this up as a gift to the group that helped they had to fly over here with the boat And then my coach, Rami, he helped set this thing up and I took all the family out to dinner. It's another Mm -hmm. $300. So now we're at $5,100. I buy a new boat rack for my truck. It's another $1,500. We're at now Mm $6,600. Someone stole or lost my my paddle out of the the house, uh, the whatever it's the boathouse. Mm-hmm. That's another five hundred dollars. Now we're at seventy two hundred dollars, seventy one hundred. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's on, it's on. I've already invested so much into this. I've never invested that much in a bicycle. I've never invested that much into anything for high rocks. It's on, people. I'm fucking out. And I'm done I feel like this, is, this, even though the boat has no engine, this just goes back to the description of a being a boat owner. The best day. Well, maybe not for you. Best day is of having a boat is the day you buy it and the ba- the the day you sell it. Yes. And then the the better option is just knowing somebody that has a boat. Yeah. 
well, I can't do that, dude. Like no. I can't because I need to get into this boat and this new boat that I just got is so advanced. I can barely even balance in it because this one is literally less narrow than my hips. Mm. Is it are, are the boats kind of set up like surfboards to where you have the long board and you get on the long board when you're kind of a novice and then the boards get shorter and shorter as you get more and more experienced? No, no, it's just it. It's a vessel of length and a vessel of weight, and mm. they they at one point had what was called the delta, where they had to measure it out in its width, and there had to be a certain amount of width that the boat had. But then they pulled that out, so now it's just as narrow as you can possibly make it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you, this has got to be the most technical thing. Like I could snatch my body weight pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, this I am literally devastated by. It's so, it's so incredibly hard. Um. It's going to take me a long time to get there, but I swear to God, once I get it down, these people are dead. <laughs> these people are dead. And it's all I can think about. Do, do they have something, you know how in gymnastics uh, to learn how to flip <laughs> like this harness. And so no matter what, you're not falling into the ball pit. Do they have something to where on the shore in the dock, you, you, you sync it up and then you could zero, dude. zero. You just, zero. you just get out there and you do it. You're aft. You just gotta, you just gotta hustle. Give me two seconds. Got to put the wood on the fire. I want to freeze to death. Stoking it. There he goes, folks. Ah. So is this wood that you're using, the chopped wood from the new 125,000-pound tree? Ah. All right. One last, oh, my gosh, uh, fact. So OMG... The usage of that can be tracked back in 1917. Did you know that? The usage of the phrase OMG. What about? What? The usage of the phrase OMG can be traced back to 1917. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, (laughs) that's pretty easy. I mean, I feel like that acronym should probably have been earlier. Because, oh, my God, the words O and my and God have been around for a long time. OMG. The fact that people BRB. only just started using it in 19, what, 1917, you said? 17, yeah. means that people are slow. Should, um, we, should we follow 24-7 Wall Street on uh, House IG? 100%, dude. All right. Share their content constantly. Okay. Um, now that I'm all revved up talking about sport, I want to talk about uh, – there's a new thing that I want to introduce to the show um, – called the beef of the week. Mm. So one, I already mentioned my paddle has been stolen. Yep. Uh, two beef of the week. We're going to talk about sports. So two guys that I've competed against at world championships for high rocks, um, just beat our world record. And they've always been talking about it. They've attempted it several times and they got it. Congratulations. But what I said to people is I don't really believe in courses. I believe in horses. horses. Like, yeah. In reality, it's what like, mean by that, it's so different setting world records. Like the guy who just won Ironman world championships doesn't have a lot of like records around the world. He just won the world championships, which is meant to be the pinnacle moment Mm -hmm. of where all the champions are supposed to come in and compete against each other. You could be a champion of European championships, North American championships. You could hold the world record, but you're supposed to congregate at one point in time in the year. And you're all supposed to compete at the highest level to find out who is the truest champion. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of sport. Even if you don't agree with the distance or whatever, if it's the world championships, that's where the champ, like, you know, the best athletes are competing. So 
I like, you know, I poked the bear. I said, guys, like, so what? Go get my world record. Congratulations. But you still haven't beaten me. You guys, like, yeah. if, if you guys really want to do this thing and you want to say you're the best and be really proud of yourselves, let's compete. High Rocks is not going to put this thing on independently. So I said, hey, listen, $5,000. I'll give you guys $5,000 cash if you can beat me. And you give me $5,000 You got to bring it with you. It's not like, oh, I got That's- 5K in the... I'll go into my closet right now and pull out $5,000. Like you have to have it. A lot of people can't say that they have $5,000 to their name. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to do it is because you know what? It, it increases the stakes. Like I don't, I don't do this for a hobby anymore. I've got paddling, but I'll yeah. come out of my shell and I'll come back onto land and I'll basically compete against you guys and put the Baltimore beat down on you, but you have to show up with some cash. And you know, you should be surprised by like how like these people were really offended they're offended by the fact that I would uh, offer such an opportunity. And a lot of other people contacted me and they were like, that's unsportsmanlike conduct. I think and- that's, that's, that's a talking shit. I, I think that would be like me going out and saying, well, Hunter, I, I beat your 5k time. Okay. On a regular race, on a regular Saturday that you're doing on a regular, you know, cr- you know, back in high school, it's like, Oh, I beat your 5k time. Oh, okay. But was it for the championship race at this event with, thousands of spectators no it's just a regular track okay yeah but that's, that's what we have going on it was just a regular regular course you weren't competing against anyone but yourselves there's a whole new level of of just adrenaline when you're at a championship course when you have that person that uh uh has is holding the course record and now you're going head to head because it puts its own level of, of difficulty on it that you aren't quite thinking about when you're on just a random course in a random race. Completely. I thought about posting this, but people are too sensitive. But I made this so yesterday. I'm currently riding my bike in the mountains. I'm going to give a public service announcement. I'm getting a lot of comments from people saying that I've been doing unsportsmanlike conduct by calling out uh, the people who just beat our world record. I'll announce to you, first of all, you have to be a sportsman to have sportsmanlike conduct. So if you don't compete against me, you have no right to tell me what to do. I'm the cream of the crop, baby. I'm the number one in the world. So I set the tone. Mm-hmm. Don't get upset. Don't watch my stories if it doesn't inspire you. I'm just trying to get athletes out there to run harder, work harder, improve the sport by competing at the highest level. And I offered a cash grab to compete against me. And if they beat me, they can have the cash. So stick to your lane, sit in the bleachers, and watch the show, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to post that. It's as simple as that. Well, just so impressive, man. Like, first of all, like, these guys should should really leap at the opportunity to compete for cash. One, $5,000 is more than Hyrox is putting up for a regular event. They're not going to put up any money, and yeah. I'm not against. I'm not against. I'm not against High Rocks for not putting up money, but you know what? No, I mean, like, it's, this- because it's it's just it was just a regular race. That's the reason why they're putting up. They're not putting up big cash. It's because it's just a regular, run in the mill regular season race. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm at, at the point in my career where it's like I don't have to go back to High Rocks. But dude, nothing would make me happier. I even called Kent. I was like, if you want to pick a doubles partner, bring five thousand dollars too, so that way it's ten thousand dollars on the line. Yeah. For the team that wins. And we all just show up and we all compete. Man. And now, um, now we're getting into like Fast and the Furious. Put your yeah, pink 100%. slips up on the line. I'll be paddling six days a week, but I'll go into the gym and I'll do a couple necessary workouts and I'll run hard and mm-hmm. I'll beat the living shit out of those guys. And when, when you compete, 
you're talking doubles, right? And you and Tom doubles. Were, were doubles that, that hit the world record. Uh, so was that pro weight that you guys were pushing, or was that just men's open division weight? Oh, men's open division weight. It's nothing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, but it's got to happen in your own American soil. You're coming to yeah. the champs territory. You know, um, I, I got a message back that says all weights and everything has been standardized now. So, no. Yeah, no. so that, that's why I was like, I, I saw a video and they're like, are you ready to race? You know, they say that fitness is, it can, can this race be for everybody? I said it would be a lot better and would be for everybody if the sleds, the types of weights that you use on the sleds and the carpet were all the same. And then I got a message back that says all races have been standardized this year. Listen, we, we, we've been doing this for a while and we mentioned it on almost every single show. I'll just give you a very easy breakdown. Dude, like 30% of the field uh, that qualified for world championships was American. Mm-hmm. And the rest were European. And yep. you know who dropped out of the race? Like two or three Europeans. Because, and then you know what they did when we got they got to the race? They took a plate off because they recognized the Europeans were having too much of a hard time. Yeah. Dude, these guys were qualifying with alarmingly fast times. Super, mm-hmm. super fast times. And then they finished like five to eight minutes slower at world championships. How is that possible? And they took a plate off. Mm-hmm. So you have you have to understand, like, the most important factor of High Rocks has nothing to do with, with the majority of the stations. It's everything to do with that block of the sleds and how much it aerobically and, like, how much depth, how deep it puts you into, like, a lactate hole where it just mm-hmm. overloads your muscles. And when you do not ever hit that level, the rest of the, the rest of the event is completely different on your body. Your legs feel on fire. I mean, I yeah. went after it on my first couple, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this without stopping. Like, I pushed it all the way through for the 12 and a half meters, and then it felt like my legs had just done, you know, the 20-rack uh, back squat 100 times. And there's then a reason said, why, run. There's a reason why there's that famous term in CrossFit called rhabdo, where basically your body overloads and starts dumping proteins into the blood system because it breaks yeah. things down at such a high level and it overloads your system. That's kind of what happens on a lo- on a light level during mm-hmm. high rocks. And if you're not prepared for it, it'd just be like, you know, Fran is a workout where you take a 95-pound barbell, you go like this, and you do the pull-ups. Well, it's 95 pounds, okay? So now imagine you, you, like, you know, in Europe, it's the equivalent of like 75 pounds. Mm. You're taking off 25% of the weight, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a very, very different workout. And they just, they're not willing to admit it. So whatever. That's another beef of the week. Pipe it, Europeans. Um, another thing, I'm going to put research into this just so that people really can understand this. This is another beef of the week. I get contacted every single <coughs> time that I post about Builder, about circulose, uh, because it's the ingredient that we use as a sweetener. Everyone's like, oh, my God, circulose, blah, 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 blah. What I, I remember you saying, what happens if we didn't put any type of sweetener in there? Tell, tell us all, what, that, what that tastes like. There are a ton of options for sweeteners. Yeah. Sucralose, I really believe in flavoring, okay? Flavoring is important to me. And honestly, guys, BCAs are one of the most disgusting things on the market. It's a very chemically pungent taste. So I don't want to have to deal with that. We're consuming it at high levels, and low level of sucralose that we ha- use in there is so insignificant, it's not going to be a big factor on your guys' health. And so – before I get into the depth here, because I always like to bring in science, and I didn't do the work before I got here. Do you, really, do you want us to, to flash the phone number so we could have? Yeah, go for it. People can call oh, if they Parker. want to. Oh, Parker. Parker, listen to this while, while I get the, the banner up. 
Hyrox is claiming carpet for the sled is the same worldwide now. It's not true. Um, yeah, like, okay. And I still think that, or I still see that they're using the the metal uh, metal forty five pound plate as opposed to the, the rubber bumper plate. Even that, if you have to understand it, if your guys are pushing into something and the weight is balanced, okay. So just imagine, like the way if you take, if you ever try to lift a barbell up that's really really long. Like if you try to lift a 45 pound barbell up and go like this or pick up a 45 pound dumbbell and lift it up like this, it's totally different because the way it's display, um, basically displaced in the weight. So people need to understand that, but I'm getting distracted. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. One thing that I want to say to you guys is basically we're going to bring in this data about sucralose and low levels of sucralose and why it's important to flavoring, especially if you're going to be taking in BCAs. But one thing I want you to understand, if you guys are sitting here and bitching to me about sucralose being in your diet i want you to understand that if you are eating anything that didn't come directly out of the ground like if i walk outside and i don't pull a potato out of the ground or grab a squirrel out of the tree smack its head and eat it right there literally you have to understand everything that you guys are eating is being denatured and is being chemically manipulated it's such a fucking high level Dude, mm -hmm. your water bottles like Plastic is leaching into everything that you're doing. Everything is getting heat exposure and denaturing it. Everything is everything is in plastic containers. Like, dude, everything that you're having has some kind of, whether it be preservative, sweetener, something. It's not what you think that you're consuming. And you're consuming it on a hot, such a high level, there's almost nothing you can do about it. And I'm not trying to say be a part of the problem, but understand that we are not the biggest issue in your life when it comes to really having holistically high-end ingredients in your diet like there's a couple of people that i i can't remember his name like agostino or something like that this guy who's like the carnivore doctor he mm -hmm. lives in in like maui and he's like constantly like picking fruit off of trees and eating meat and he's like this is the way you need to eat <laughs> and most of the people who are watching this video live in a condo or apartment in manhattan they're on their iphone they're getting they're touching just non-organic material all day long Mm -hmm. all day long and the amount of influence that these non-organic materials are having on your body all day long is insane and right now i'm listening to this book that i've i've uh you know chipped away at a couple times and i absolutely love it um it's called uh inner engineering a yogi's guide to joy by sada guru and it's like one of the things that this guy is like mentioning here and it's very like basic stuff he goes like you need to like think about it uh, it's all talking about grounding and basically having these levels of like, like electricity from it, from the earth coming out and like touching your feet and having this like organic substance against your feet at all times and kind of regulating your body. Mm -hmm. And he's like, dude, take your shoes off when you're walking outside because you know, there's this comment where it's like, if you wear leather shoes, the whole world is covered in leather. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're not really touching the world. You're just touching leather at all times. Mm. In reality, like if you guys are not really having this completely organic um, interaction with the world, you're having an inorganic one and you're having substances applied to your body, ingested through your body. Um, like even if you're putting sunscreen on, guys, that stuff is leaching into your skin and things like that. You're literally going up against unnatural substances all day long. Sucralose inside of Builder is not the thing that's going to kill you. Okay. <laughs> so pick your battles and I'll bring in data. So next time you guys, um, so next time you guys are here, literally, we don't have to fight about it. We can just really dig into the weeds, and I'm happy to do it.
Yeah. Well, the, the, the circulose that's in builder is not body weight proportionate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's alarmingly stupid. Um, like I just made a post about builder and I was just talking about just some of the scientific studies. Most people are sitting here and they watch something that they, they consumed on TikTok for 15 seconds. They're like, I know everything there is to know about sports nutrition now. And I understand how the system's trying to take me down. Fuck you, Superlose. And I'm just like, I watched a 30 second video. Now I have a Harvard degree. Yeah. Drives me absolutely nuts. Okay. So there's my last chunk of beef. Okay. Also another chunk of beef. I bought this, this Nebo flashlight for 130 bucks three months ago. Mm -hmm. It's expensive as fuck. And it's already broken. Did it so die? I contacted the company. And they're like, yeah, we don't really know if we can help with that. Mm. Fuck you. Wow. Who spent $130 have, uh, on a flashlight? When I was there at your house, I, I mean, I, you know, I had to make the, the fire the one night. I had a, a bike light <laughs> that, you know, was about six, seven inches long, just as bright. I mean, I don't know. It was like 40, 50 bucks. And it lit lit everything up. I, I don't know that you need to spend crazy amounts of money. Like, just go after the, the simple bike light. That's what I had. It was incredible when it yeah. works. But I'm just saying. Technology man, is good when it that, works, I guess. Yeah, when it works. When it works. Um, all right. So, last but not least, we're just going to do a, a, a last-minute news update. And then we're going to talk about some things that we have going on in the company. But first of all, I want to give a big shout out. Uh, Dietrich, the founder of Red Bull, just died. And oh. I just want to say that that guy, you know, I don't know how many of you guys drink Red Bull, but it changed my life in the way that, like, when it came out, we thought we could do stuff that was impossible. Mm -hmm. And it changed the game. So I'm grateful, man. I'm going to give well, you. Their, their cartoon characters, right off the bat, have a guy flying with angel wings and it was specifically right after he did a big gulp of drinking a whole red bull i get it i get it but dude, the marketing they, on that was was genius they got behind extreme sports they did mm -hmm. everything they supported people in my realm and i'm grateful so i'm just gonna throw it out there dude um, it's the MVP of beverages and, you know, I think they changed the game. They made independent sports and extreme sports, like really first level. They brought it up to the major leagues and they changed the game. And if it wasn't for Red Bull, like really toeing the line, like Nike gets behind basketball, football, track and field and stuff like that. Like those are the majors, but it was something like Red Bull that came out and really changed the game and supported independent sports, which I'm grateful for. So Dude, it's uh, it's it's just an amazing company, and you don't have to like Red Bull. You just have to support Red Bull because, yeah. you know, Red Bull and vodka, gangster. RBVs. Yeah, dude. Twenty five dollar, twenty five dollar poles in Vegas. They're dude, worth it. Dude, Miami, Miami's such a shit show when it comes to that stuff. It's best, dude, just to stuff a bunch of flasks down your pocket and just get uh and carry Red Bull with you into the club. And you just reach into the. Yeah, dude. That vest right there, gangster, dude. I love that thing. I'm happy like, for you. It's like my life preserver sometimes. It yeah. does keep you warm, though. Not going to lie. Dude, I got my builder hoodie on underneath here, and mm -hmm. I've got this over top, and I'm trying like to stay we, warm. We almost have the same shirt on, just different colors. Yeah, dude. You got to get yourself a nice puff. Um, You know, this is one thing that I just like – I hit the news today and I don't want to really dig deep into it, but they're just saying right now math scores are lower than ever because of what happened in COVID and kids were out of school. Like, what did you expect? One year. And, One year. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're not really that bad. Like, their scores are down, like, five points. It's nothing that crazy at, a, like, an average of, like, 270-something. So it's not it's not that alarmingly crazy. But, yeah, of course, man, the whole world is going to regress when you try to shut it down on a global level. And, yeah, like, people are going to fucking lose focus. They're going to lose potential. Like, I lost potential when I went into my races. I just lost focus. And... Yeah, the, I mean, not that parents don't know how to do it, but there's a reason why teachers are teachers. And for an entire year, you were being tall, told to go home and, you know, you learn from home. Well, who's supposed to teach it? The thing besides from watching YouTube videos or, or reading what's in the book. Yeah, but, you know, I'm starting to get emails around from my family now that COVID's coming back a new variant. Mm -hmm. Don't come back. We don't give a fuck. We don't want you. We don't want you, dude. Like, you know what? I, I totally agree. COVID's real. People got really sick. That sucks. Yeah. But I ain't playing that game again where I'm locking shit down, dude. I'm staying up here in the hills. Anybody can come and join me. That's why I bought this cabin because this town in the sheriff that supported San Bernardino County didn't support like this like insane, intense lockdown. COVID lockdowns. Yeah. So I think, I think it's been well proven that uh, – um, if you have healthy immune systems, if you don't have a obese body frame, you have a, uh, if you do get it, you have a better chance of, of getting through it and getting over it with the proper medication on it. Yeah. And Listen, being physically healthy fit. We're over it. We are moving on to greener pastures. Okay. Grass is greener. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't want to hear about it. Don't talk about it. If you don't talk about it, the problem isn't real. Don't you remember <laughs> when you were kids that you're like, oh, there's a monster under the bed. There's a monster under the bed. And as soon as you shut up about it, the, the monster, monster disappears. Okay. <laughs> it's the same thing. Just shut up. Okay. Stop letting it get in the headlines. Stop sharing all the articles about it. It's fear mongering. Okay. We're over this shit. And stay healthy. Exercise. Okay. Yes. So that's going to take us into the next thing. Walk it right. out. Walking are, is good. We are literally about to launch our training camp. It is the best deal that we've ever put out in our company. I changed Absolutely. from Lean and Mean Challenge to training camp because I want people to understand the mindset of getting into a training camp. And it's virtual. You don't have to be here with me. And we create all of the blocks of what I use throughout the 10 training camps and the, like 10 seasons that I use to win nine world titles, five world records, all of these things. You can set your own world records and you can set your own world titles and set your own goals and notch them off. Okay, guys. So the best way to handle this is something I'm really irate about. And like this is a rant. The best way to handle a healthy immune system is to be a fucking healthy person. Mm. Don't eat like shit all the time. Don't sleep like shit all the time. Move your body so it's hard. Okay, guys. Soft bodies get taken out by these little fucking parasites very easily. Okay. Don't put yourself in a pre-diabetic state because you eat like shit all the time. And you don't take care of yourself. So we have a training camp that literally is an actionable that we are literally taking every single day for eight weeks to make you guys go through a transformative experience to help you understand and basically take on the holidays so that you don't get to January 1st looking at yourself and just being like, who's this hippo in the mirror? Yeah. And not only is it care about just transforming your body, but it's also your mind. Okay, guys, why would you not want to start out the new year in a place where you feel stronger than ever rather than a place of desperation and being like, fuck my life. I'm so fat. I don't know what to do. I need to fix this. I need to sign up for a gym. 
get there feeling like a million bucks. It's just like me showing up to a race. Why would I show up to a race underprepared and feeling like shit? I show up looking like a titan. My mind is sharp. My, my, my steel is sharp. My shield is strong. All of those things are kind of metaphorical. But in reality, guys, learn to take these steps and these daily actions that literally can transform your life. You don't have to live under this umbrella of the training camp all the time, but you take it throughout with your life with you and you basically become a better person. So not only do you look better, do you feel better, but you're stronger for daily actions. And also when these shitty things, variants of some fucking extended and over-exaggerated flu comes, you're fucking ready to go. I get sick. Guess what? I get over it. People that aren't prepared, they get sick and they fucking really get suppressed and get kicked in the nuts by it. Okay, guys? So not just trying to harp on the sickness thing, but just in health and wellness and happiness in general, guys. You guys should be taking this seriously. And we created this for a reason because I actually care about the people that are around me and I'm tired of seeing people make excuses. I'd rather see gold medals, okay, in your daily life. That's what I'm looking for. Um, does house train, uh, training cure COVID? Uh, I think the healthiest people are going to handle this thing very, very well. Okay. It's simple as that. You know what? They also would say like, you know, I remember, I remember when they were pitching this bullshit, they're like, Oh, if you're extremely healthy, maybe your immune system's too strong. It's going to overreact to COVID. I'm like, Oh, really? (laughs) Fuck that sucks. So maybe I should treat myself less good, better. Like, you know, I should. I should, should be in less the gym. Shape. Yeah, I should be less in shape so that I could be underprepared for this thing because if I'm overprepared, I'm going to over-exaggerate it. My body's going to kill itself. Mm. Fuck no. I'm not going to do that. And you know what? If I die looking like a titan, at least I look good in bed when I get laid down, okay? Fuck it. I'm not going to be some fat, porous piece of shit. Sorry. That's my rant. Train hard. Take care of yourself. Train hard. Eat right. Where yeah. can we watch Battle Bunker this weekend? Ooh, that's a, that's a good transition. Yeah. Um, in reality, uh, Battle Bunker is going to be across all channels. We'll have some of our, our, our channels. Uh, Alex is going to be doing behind the scenes, uh, basically kind of like our perspective of kind of the race director and founder. He's going to be filming everything that we're doing behind the scenes, making like a mini doc. Um, Battle Bunker and all channels are going to be doing this thing live, which will be awesome. Yes, yeah, so on on Austin's <laughs> channel, uh, his Battle Bunker channel, he uh, he's he's already had, you know, Alex go down our video guy and <laughs> figure out and work with his team on on making sure that the live stream day of is just on point. So definitely, if you subscribe to his channel, um, that's where you're going to get instantly notified that hey, they're live. You know, going through the first event of three. Start. Do you know uh, what time uh, events are going to start on Saturday? You should be tuning in, and this is early, but if you care about what you love, then you don't care about what time you have to wake up. Yeah. Um, 6.30, we're going to go off with the first wave, 6.45, depending on the light, we're just going to test it. A.M.? So that's yeah. 8.30, 8.30 Central, 9.30 yeah. uh, Eastern. Dude, we got three events. Yeah, we you got to start events. early. Who cares about you know an early start? So we got three events. We got the Triple R. And that's going to be going from 630 to 8.30. And then we have like an hour break. And then starting at um, around 10, we are going to go off with the FUBAR, 10 to 12. And then at 12, we're going to have a two-hour break. And then we are going to go off at 2. And 2 to 4 is going to be the um, obstacle championship. Nice. Yep. So it's going to be an incredibly heavy day of competition. It's going to be amazing. So, so the way it's weighted, if I really mess up and I, I just 
get plumb dead last or second to last in the first couple? Do I have the option in the third one, which is the course race, to, to like come back? Is probably it weight not. heavy? Yeah, probably, probably not. not. It's golf scoring. Okay, I kind of like that because there, there are some like TV shows to where you fuck up in the first couple rounds, and then the last round is so heavily weighted that it doesn't really matter what you did in the first couple rounds. It really can just concentrate on on doing well in the in the final round. I kind of like how you know even though if you mess up within the first two, uh, it's not so heavily weighted on the third obstacle course race that you could just put it by the wayside. You know, it doesn't matter what you did. Well, think about it, dude. Like if that. you get if you get fifth, fifth, and fifth, you get fifteen points. But let's okay. just say you get first, first, and fifteenth, you get seventeen points. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, the person who got fifth across the board on everything wins the tournament, even mm-hmm. though you won two workouts. So you know we're looking for that well-rounded work uh, athlete. It's yeah. like let's just say you can run. I remember this is when I first started training, and I went to go do the Navy SEAL uh, test. I went in and I dominated scores across the board. Like they had not seen scores this fast in the running and the swimming. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I went to go do pull-ups and I got like 13 mm-hmm. and I sucked. Like, you know, guys were getting 30, 35. I went to go do push-ups, and I got like, I don't know, like 80. And there's guys getting like 120 to 140. Mm-hmm. I went to go do sit-ups. I got like 70. Those guys are getting well over a hundred. So like my, my strength endurance sucked. And it's like, yeah, sure. I was a great endurance athlete because I had done cross country, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have this, you know, strength endurance, which is really an important factor of the test. So we're really looking for that well-rounded person and it's, you know, battle tested fitness, battle ready fitness. Um, we'll answer Trevor's question. Then we're going to sign off Trevor equipment that's needed for each tier of our workout system. You know, pro is one of these kind of programs where it's meant to be like a full gym. It's if you want to train for high rocks, Decafit strength endurance you're gonna need sleds you're gonna need ropes to pull that sled well and listen sleds one of those kind of things where we give um scalable options because that is pretty rare in some gyms but it's ideal if you have it but having the cardio machines like a skier a rower um an assault bike like that's really important having a pull-up bar that's important having a barbell so you can lift heavy weight that's important having like dumbbells that's important then you pretty much in a wall ball you cover it like we're not doing this kind of thing where you need all these perfect like you know machines like in a bodybuilding gym. Then we've got Look Good Naked, which is a bodybuilding program. Dumbbells, um, basically just dumbbells. Having a cardio machine is ideal, but you can do running instead. And uh, dumbbells and a barbell. Uh, the intro athlete is just all about having just limited equipment, so it's just dumbbells and body weight. And then OCR is very limited equipment. And uh, it's mostly based around running. So you get all four programs for the price of the full package. And you get all this cool content like nutrition PDFs, mindset PDFs, all these things like the rules of the game PDFs. So yeah, so, so those, those PDFs that he's talking about, it's a 20-page uh, welcome packet. And then I think we're at about 40 pages for the nutrition and figuring out your body type. Um, those are just getting finished up and they, they look great. They're, they're about 40, 40 pages long. So, and th- those pages aren't separated by like multiple pages of, of Hunter. Like it's all content in there, you know? Yeah. Well, we busted our asses on it. It's solid ass content. Um, individually, all of these things we priced around a hundred dollars and we're giving you like four or five items for, you know, the price of one. And you get all these cool zoom calls where we talk about this stuff and kind of give you guys lessons. So, it's a valuable, valuable ask and a valuable give. Um, all I ask you guys is if you sign up, that you show up. 
you know, and you're going to learn about it when you get there. And it's best to be a present person because we've talked about it. Studies show that if I hold you accountable, we're 65. If I tell you my goal and you tell me your goal, we're 65% more likely to be uh, hit our goal. If we hold ourselves accountable continuously, we're 90% more likely to hit our goal. So we are all about accountability and containable uh, work inside of the uh, group because we keep it contained. We work together and we focus hard and we push it. So it's going to be badass. Um, Kyle, if you are missing a ski, you're, yes, you can still do pro. There, there are, There's machines, assault bikes, uh, row, um, elliptical, something to, to spike your heart rate. Um, you don't need necessarily a ski erg but a machine that would lend you to spike your heart rate and you could do the pro i'll tell you the truth even though it's nice to have a cardio machine because i love cross training and it's important to apply yourself to that strength endurance that you can't get without machines in reality the fittest people that i know will show up without having a machine and still beat the people that are not trained so if you're getting your cardio in if you're getting your strength training in that means you're fit and that means you can apply power and if you're fit and you can apply power, that means you can beat the shit out of a machine. Mm. So that's the truth, dude. Like I almost never touch these machines in off season. I bike, I've been biking, I've been running, I've been doing limited swimming, to be honest. And I could go up and show up on a machine and I'll still row under a 620 on, um, on a rower, under a 630 wow. easily on a skier. And I don't have a problem. If I polish it up, sure, I may take off 20 seconds or so. But in reality, that just takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Marshall, Marshall we will see in. you. Yeah, buddy. Um, train hard, dude. You should be representing house, working your ass off, dude. There's gonna I've, be some I've seen Marshall with these crazy heavy sandbags. He's 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 one to look out for. Yeah, well, the sandbags are not going to be that heavy, dude. They're going to be. It's it's just about repping things out and being able to take. Because in reality, dude, like military, it is nice to apply strength, but it's better to apply intensity. So mm-hmm. we're going to make you work your ass off and go hard, mm-hmm. peeps. Thanks for tuning in. We've been on the show for an hour and nine minutes. That's crazy. I'm actually going to post this uh, uh, this video and see how much it stirs up the pot. Stir it. Uh, yeah, oh. I'll see you guys a little bit later. I got to get to work. I'm going to go have some breakfast. You should have some breakfast. Then we got to get on a call and we got to nail some of this stuff down, guys. We Join will have these uploaded. Uh, the last three that we've done, they have been uploaded. That's my fault. They'll get uploaded today on all our podcast you know uh spotify um amazon right here you'll be able to find them soon good all right i'll stop some what i'll see you thanks guys we out we in